Here we go! Hey there, my name is Bubba. My name is Anna. And you are tuned in to Church Nerds, a back row morning show right here on Back Row Radio. This show is made possible by listeners just like you in a strong partnership between Back Row Radio and Love Thy Nerd. For all those church nerd noobs out there, I'm a founding member of Love Thy Nerd, which is a ministry that exists to love and serve our nerdy neighbors. I have almost eight years experience in nerd culture missions and over a decade as a professional Christian on church staff. And my wife, Anna, and my favorite Church Nerds host helps me to steer this ship away from social and proverbial icebergs because Lord knows that I would probably just plow right into them. State of the Union, am I right? I... Mm. Swerve. Yep. Mm. (laughs) Swerve. I am not a professional Christian. I am an intentional Christian. Ooh, wee. So you can take that as you will. I don't know if it makes me better, but it might. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I homeschool our three kids. I like to make things, sew things, and also, this is a fun fact about ours. Well, I don't know if it's fun. You can decide if it's fun. It is a fact. It's a fact that we met, well, we didn't meet. We developed our relationship in a cyber cafe. That's true. And our first year of dating was long distance, so that was fun. It was, yeah, fun, not really the word that I would put on that, but. Like this fact. It might or might not may be or fun. May, you know, it's up to you. Who are we to decide? Yes. Listeners decide. We were, I was in Chicago. You were in Hawaii part of the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's just how the cookie crumbled. Yeah. At that stage. And I don't know. It worked, I guess. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I guess it all ended well. All's well that ends well. We actually came back on the same day. Like you came back from Chicago within, and I came back within from- Within 24 hours of each other. Kind of crazy. You. Yeah. Speaking of Hawaii, do you remember the name of the fish, oh, the state dear. fish for Hawaii? Hama, Are, Hama, Nuku, Nuku. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, you're doing great. <laughs> it's the Humu Humu, <laughs> Nuku Nuku Apua'a. So I, another fun fact, just to piggyback also on this whole thing, reef triggerfish. which is a lot easier to say. Yes. Another fun fact is that I actually had a Hawaiian driver's license when I lived there. Yep. I was only there for three months, but it's one of, I think, only two states in the U.S. that you can get an out. You don't have to be a resident in order to get a driver's license. It's, they want your money. That's what that you'll pay them. You'll pay them money to get your driver's license. Absolutely. Just for fun. I will. So it works out to their benefit. Yes, to, absolutely um, it does. You did still have to pass a driving test, though, which I did. And if memory serves me correctly, my friend who was there with me did not. That is... Does that surprise you? I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> again, I'm not, I'm not here to um, say, I don't know. Yeah, no shade. No shade needed. Hey, you know what? I'm surprised that you passed it. We'll say How that. dare you? I am an adequate driver. Your written test? Um, yes. Yeah, I didn't have to do like a ride along. It was just a written test. Yeah. I know how to stop. I know where stop signs are. I know where they go. I know how to yield and stuff. 
Okay. What they really should do is they should put like the zipper, like how to how to yeah, properly merge how in to merge traffic. two lanes and like wh- when a bottleneck happens, how to do that the right way. Yeah, how to unbottleneck, basically. Yeah. Like how to keep how to keep it flowing. Mm-hmm. That's another. That's another show. Yep. Don't worry about it. We'll get to that probably. I don't know. It's it comes up frequently in our conversations. Right. So I'm sure that to it'll zip or not to zip. To zip. That is the question. It's it shouldn't be. You say that, but you said something different a few weeks ago. Well, but now I've okay, yeah, you're right. We're not Stop talking about it. it. Hey, we speaking of things that happen in the car, we were driving back from a place called the Thinkery in Austin. And if you guys haven't been to like a science spectrum or something like that. Or those places are dope. Yeah, like Science Museum yeah. or Science Mill or any of those things. Anything basically with science in the title. They or... have they have always a water area. Yeah, and like a air area where it shoots air. Experiments with air. I'm thinking of like when we used to live in eastern New Mexico, and then we would go to Lubbock. Did you ever go to the Discovery Zone? Negative. DZ, the Discovery Zone? No. Not the Demilitarized Zone, but the Discovery Zone. No. Um, it was pretty cool, and it was a lot of the same stuff. I think this, the Thinkery, is way more interactive. Anyway, we have a we have a membership with our family, and we decided to put it to use instead of just like having it. Right. Yeah. So we went and we took the kids. That's not what the story In is. In the name of experience. Giving your children experiences instead yes. of things for Christmas. We decided to do this and we went one time and it was awesome. Yeah. And we're going to try and go more frequently than that. On the way home, though. Uh, that, yeah. That's not to bury the lead. This is just the setup. Now you guys are ready and prepared. None of that even mattered. <laughs> it did I don't not know, matter. I, what is going on? <laughs> so, anyway, we're on the ride home. And I don't know about you guys, but. Like a lot of the times, I'm not even joking, this is not me fronting, I will open up my phone and I'll play back row radio instead of listening to the radio or, you know, even Spotify sometimes. Plug. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm serious when I say that that's an unintentional plug. It's just what I do in my car. Well, what we did this time was, I don't even remember how we got onto I this. I don't know how it got started, but we just started to reminisce about... So we lived in New Mexico back when we were dating mm-hmm. and there were, I'm sorry, state of New Mexico and all of the people who live there. I just don't like it. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that drove me crazy about it. But one awesome thing that they had was this Christian radio station that played like more like alternative rock music yeah, and great. stuff like it was that. Out of Albuquerque. It was not um, the cookie cutter. You know, when you can just, you, you hear a song and you just know. Mm-hmm. That it's a Christian song. Yeah. And it's a... It doesn't take long. Right. It, these songs are not like that. Um, and it's and actually it, was, a it lot, was awesome. It's a lot like what you hear on Back Row like Radio. A lot like what you hear on Back Row Radio. Sometimes the same songs. Because so, and, and it, we were just talking about that. the same spot. Yeah. And just like, do you remember such and such a band? And then it ended up turning into... Oh, it had to do with the Newsboys. That's yeah. why was, we were talking about the Newsboys and how they've been around forever and the the Breakfast Club song and all that stuff. Um, and so I started to just look on Spotify for artists that we used to listen to back in the day. Oh, man. And just see if Bubba could remember. And it all just was coming back. I you did. remember the words? Yes. You remember... The awkwardness of that time of your life. Mm, yep. <laughs> the first song that I played before you started playing them, I, I played Phil Joel. 
That's right. God is watching over you. Yeah. And that still to this day, like just brings me warm fuzzies. Like I, I can't explain it. You kind of, you listen to it. And if you didn't grow up with it, this is nostalgia, right? Like it's, it's a powerful mistress. If you didn't grow up with it, it's real easy for people to probably listen to that song and go, huh? <laughs> why does why? he sound, why does he sound like yeah. he is inside of a steel can? <laughs> Everything was like that. Everything. In that era. I don't know what the Just deal was deal with, with that. With and you effect. and I, you and I, we even differ on some of the, like what was good music and what was oh, not yes. good music. Oh yes, we do. So because like. Because you liked the. Never mind. Well, let's just go ahead and get into that. So, you know, like favorite band from back then, mine was Newsboys. It just Ooh. was. I mean, Newsboys was good up until uh, stepping up to the microphone was when they started to lose it. And that was the moment I got on the train. No. I did not know about the Newsboys until then. So, you know, Take Me to Your Leader and Going Public and yep, like all those that stuff. Those were the stuff. good ones. Like I, boom, that yep. wasn't anything I knew about, but- Step up to stepping up to the microphone. That was I went to that concert. Matt and I went to that concert. I officially fell out as a fan in at Love Liberty Disco was the kiss of death. That was in my such a fun album. Ooh, I loved it. It was so dumb. Get was out how I felt about of it. Here. I you know if you like it, that's totally fine. I just didn't. Except if I like it, you're just like generally you. But if you're talking directly to me. I feel the weight if of the shame. If you want to have inferior taste, <laughs> that is your deal. Um, I don't know. I don't know who, who I would. Your, I don't know who I would band? say was my favorite. Here are some things. Um, I know who I would say is your favorite, but I'll let you go ahead. I don't know. My first concert was um, Skillet, and. This band I cannot find anywhere, and I don't know why. Stereo Deluxe. Stereo Deluxe. Yeah. That didn't come up at all on that car ride. Um, and then oh, can't remember. Can't I know? I looked for it. I I couldn't find it. Mm -hmm. It's not, and I can't find it anywhere. Um, I liked Super Chick a lot. Yeah. I grew up listening to a lot of Jars of Clay. That's a what lot. I would. That's what I would I pick for you. I wouldn't say they were my favorite though. Like. We did listen to a lot. And um, that's a fun fact. We should park there for a second on Jars of Clay because we actually went when we lived in West Texas in Midland. We went to a Jars of Clay and. Oh, who was the other Jars of Clay and Matthew West concert? And no, it, it wasn't Matthew. Was West. it not Matthew it was West? Brandon. Uh, Brandon. Oh, Heath Brandon. Heath, Heath Brandon. Brandon Heath. Brandon Heath. Brandon Heath. <laughs> He's really nice, y'all. He's fun. I, it was, I can't remember his name, it was but a, I enjoyed him quite a it lot. It was a great concert. You guys know exactly who we're talking about. We're not here to impress you. Not with this anyway. And so we went to that concert and we got to meet the guys from Jars of Clay. And Anna shared with them what is a very fun fact about herself and her upbringing that... You actually, your parents didn't like you listening to Jars of Clay because... For a little while. I mean, my mom, she eventually, her taste in music changed a lot. and um, But at that time, I think they, we didn't know really who Jars of Clay was. And we had had a lot of very different sounding Christian music. Um, and this Waylon was, Jennings, yeah. This was, <laughs> this was more, I don't know, for 
lack of a better word, like normal sounding <laughs> music. <laughs> and so they were distrustful. My mom was distrustful. Yeah. And so she'd be like, turn it down or turn it off. Because for a while, she didn't like it. Eventually, she grew to really, really love it. Um, because we had a lot of just, it's a long story, but we needed music on because we were like spinning and knitting and just sure. needed a thing. Um, and we didn't have a TV. So music it was. And um, so we listened to tons and tons of um, their first album, which I cannot remember. But your mom didn't want you to listen to it. She didn't appreciate it. it. Because it was too heavy. Yeah, and she it was... would be like, turn that garbage off, yeah. right? So I'm telling them, but, you know, we persisted. Eventually, I think my all-time favorite album of theirs is who we are instead mostly because of nostalgia because i was learning to drive like i learned to drive and so that cd was in my car and i listened to it all the time and so it was like my coming into freedom you know we need to make a mental note about you learning to drive because there is a great story different i'm just i'm just i'm making i'm making mental notes for anyway, later anyway so that can be our fun fact next time come back and listen next week and you will hear <laughs> about an, interesting, an interesting fact about my driving um anyway so i was excited because i was a 10 plus year fan of jars of clay oh this is bucket list for you yeah it was exciting and i went to meet them and i was telling I sound like not a fan because it's been a long time since I thought about this. What's his face? What's his face? Who is the lead singer? Yeah. And I will remember it in a moment. But I'm telling him. Keith and Brandon he, he from Jars is, of Clay. <laughs> he is an introvert. Just oh, yeah. so everyone knows. Yeah. Like heavy introvert. And it almost seems like talking to people at concerts brings him pain. Was yeah. the uh, Was that <laughs> feeling that I got yeah. as a drooling fan. He didn't appreciate it very much. And so I'm telling him the story and how I persisted and I'm still listening and I love them and their music. And it was like, cool story, bro. Yeah, he just said, okay. Okay. And then and that we, was like, it. we and walked over I, to Brandon Heath and he like laughed at your story. I felt like I had bared my soul and he was like, and I, it's just, I felt so let down and it was so sad um, <laughs> and embarrassing. Also, and the best, it uh, was the best. Dan Hasseltine. Dan has okay. Thank you, That's Google Machine. Name. Much appreciated. And I'm sure he's really nice. And I would love to meet him under different circumstances when I'm less of a fangirl and just yeah. a normal person, which is who I am most of the time now. <laughs> anyway, so hey, so if you could listen to one album on repeat forever, what what would that album? It be? would it would be a Shane and Shane album. Okay, just a Shane and Shane album. Do you have one? Psalms, probably. No, not Psalms. Not Psalms? Not Psalms. Which, well, what would it be then? I really like Clean. Clean was good. Actually, what was the one? Um, Pages. Pages. Pages was so dope. good. That's, I love that one. Yeah. Um, And they're kind of different. They're, they're, they're K-Love, K-whatever, playable. Um, yeah. But I appreciate their heart and I appreciate their consistency to Dude, they Biblical just like spit scripture and, yeah, a lot. Yeah, it's awesome. There's some songs but that they've done. It's a different kind of mood that I'm in. There were some songs that they've done that I was like, I gotta go look that up. Right. Like, why That's weird. would you write a song about Over that? the Sun from Pages? Oh, I was like, man. what is that? That's the one. This? That's the exact one I'm thinking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, I mean, like, that's, that's really good. Shane Shane's dope. Mine, um, mm -hmm. mine for sure, without a 
shred of doubt in my mind. News voice. Is stepping up to the microphone by the Uh, Lord's band. They will play in heaven. Yeah, because they're still going to be a band because they're never going to give it up. They just change people. But but it'll it'll be the real ones. I'm sorry, Michael Peter Furler and Phil Joel together. Yep. To me, That's that was boys. that was the ultimate era of the Newsboys, um, and I and I like I like the guys that they've had since then. But I you know. probably would like them as people. I'm not a fan of them as a band. But oh, okay. I'm but, not a Newsboys fan. Like people. Let's talk about DC are, Talk, though. I'm not a Newsboys fan. Like people are Cowboys fans. Like. I'm very fair weather. I have <laughs> the area that I like, and that's it. That's fine. Get yeah. off my newsboy's lawn. Yeah. That's I'm the old man. That's well, where I sit. Yeah. You want to talk about DC well, Talk? Well, I'm just saying, uh, in the spirit of things we listened to a lot, we listened to tons of DC Talk before they made it big, like Free at Last, which now has some somewhat controversial See, I'm not a fan of that. Like, um, I don't. I don't know. It was weird, and we were weird. I was well. Yeah, I think we've fully, established that. I was weird, like straight up weird. People. Um, my on ramp was Jesus Freak. That was many people's, but yeah. we. I don't know how we started listening to a lot of this stuff before that, but it was also kind of a weird, lesser known one. Burlap to Cashmere. Burlap to Cashmere. Yeah. I wish they were still. Well, through the power of Spotify, not a sponsor unless they want to be, <laughs> you too can listen to all most-ish, Almost, all of these. unless you want to listen to Stereo Deluxe, unless in you, which but case hey, you cannot. You know what you can listen to? Deep Cut. Most people probably will not even recognize this band's name, Radial Angel. Radial Angel. You started playing that, and I was—I almost swerved off the road. <laughs> Felt my heart drop. It was—I had stumbled a couple of times. Like, you played— you played a super chick thing. And I was like, oh, that's Barlow Girl. And you're like, no, that's not what their name was. I had forgotten that. But the moment an even unrecognizable song from Radial Angel came on for me, I was like, holy, is that Radial Angel? You know Angel? who it is. Their sound is so specific. Well, when you open for a band, you don't <laughs> forget the band. Uh, yes, I am aware that so, you and Matt and a few other people I knew had a special relationship with saying. Radial Angel, and that's why I played it because I knew you would love it, and yeah. you did. Anyway, anyway, that long was story kind short. of a long bender that we went on that day of just. But you get a lot of this, maybe not Radial Angel, but you get a lot of this stuff right here on Back Row Radio because Matt grew up in the same era that we did with the good stuff, same area that we did. And that's a lot of the reason that he does what he does here at Back Row Radio, putting all of these songs and doing all of that stuff. Um, And if you guys are not already partnered with the Back Row Radio, you need to get on that train. And I'm talking like, don't just give your $1 or 25 cents or just whatever, like your pocket change. Invest in this thing because out of nowhere, we went down this nostalgic road trip and it just made me remember exactly what it is that back row radio is doing Mm -hmm. and what it can bring back to you know christian music where if you're tired of the endless pledge drives and you're tired of all this other stuff and the same five songs every other minute like you can listen to really great music we didn't even talk about t-bone we didn't talk about um oh who's the other guy uh the Eminem guy, who the the Christian Eminem, 
KJ52. It's pronounced 52. Boom. Boom. Yeah, we do, I mean, there's so many other things. You didn't see it, but we were both dancing for just a second there. <laughs> there are so many things that Back Row Radio brings to you. It's not just wonderful morning shows each and every day like church nerds, but it's also wonderful music day in and day out. And you can be a part of that. Just simply go to backrowradio.com and follow all the links. And guys, I implore you, I get zero kickback. We do this for free. Zero dollars. We make zero dollars, and I'm okay with that. But I think that you should be a backer of the Backer Radio. Just talking about it did just legitimately make me, yeah, miss miss those days. I, and be like, because I, that music, it still sounds cool to me. And maybe it's nostalgic, but it was just good and it was different. And I think so. I just loved it. So yeah. love it. Listen to it. Well, hey, like I said, go to backrowradio.com. And become a backer, become a partner. Matt's got a Patreon. He's got a whole thing that you guys can be a part of there. Just do it. I promise you that it is a sound investment. And I know that Matt is looking for more people to come on his partner team. So please do me a favor, if nothing else, and put just some money, maybe $10, $15 a month towards Back Row Radio. This is a pledge drive. Well, it kind of is. You just were like, yeah. so you don't have to listen to this. Well, uh, we're just going to do it right here. Just this one And then time. every three minutes. Every and you, th- you might like hear a sliver of a song. stop it and have a phone ringing in the background. Yeah. It would be great. We, we've got our operators You did hear by. my phone text message earlier. Uh, that's a thing that happened. Sorry about that, That was everyone. not somebody pledging. No. <laughs> that would have been I great. I wish. That would be cool. No. Well, hey, we're going to take a break. And at the top of the hour, we're going to come back with Anna's adventures in Stardew Valley. Woo-hoo. So stay tuned right here to Back Row Radio. Listen to some of them awesome nostalgic tunes that we were talking about. Or maybe it's Kanye West. I don't know. You'll find out. Kanye. <laughs> hey, look at that. Oh, stay tuned right here to Back Row Radio. Welcome back to Church Nerds. I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And today we are talking about some of the things that maybe you haven't thought about with video games. And when we spend our time with them, how are we actually doing that? And one of the best ways that I can think about, and we've been kind of hinting at this for now five episodes, and you and I have been talking about it for a very long time, a very long time, is my wife, the lovely Anna Stallcup, plays an inordinate amount of Stardew Valley. Like, I have. So much so that she's even said, I'm playing too much Stardew Valley. Well, yeah. But we're here to talk about, is it a bad thing? How are you playing it? What do you find that is maybe valuable or even just downright fun that makes you want to do this instead of any other thing in the world? world oh that's i don't know if that's i true. mean because you you could be doing anything else when you're well playing and Stardew. sometimes i do i some i almost said do do <laughs> sometimes i do other things i make different choices um so here's the thing my family did not i'm not from a gaming family as i mentioned we did a lot of knitting and spinning wool into yarn which if you do not have big machines to do it it takes a long time uh, yeah. And 
Um, so, but I think that productivity is highly valued in my family. Always was. My parents are both really hard workers and they just, you know, they want their time to show for something. Right. And I do as well. And that was my expectation um, that something to pour time into something that you did not have something physical to show from it in your hand when you were done is a waste. And um, and so then I married the also lovely mm. Bubba's talk. All right. That's my that's my new nickname. Also lovely. Also lovely. More bearded Slightly, um, yes. than I am. Anyway, um, we had that learning curve again of um, learning to live with somebody who played video games. Um, and I kind of got to a place where I was okay with it. And mm-hmm. then this thing happened where a friend by the name of Matt Warmbier, again, we're talking about him, gave me a Christmas present. In the Love Thy Nerd Secret Santa mm-hmm. gift exchange. Gift exchange. Yeah. And um, because I. It's so mobile, secret that you know exactly who gave it to you. We, we're really good at this. The mobile, ver- the mobile version of um, Animal Crossing had come out and I liked it. Yeah. I was enjoying it. And he felt like if she likes Animal Crossing, I bet she'd like Stardew Valley. And I could not keep up with you in, in the Animal Crossing iPhone game. I couldn't. You, yeah, because you were not dedicated. No. Because I, it is my personality that I'm a little bit, I guess you call them completionists, right? Yes. Um, you would be a great completionist. You I, picked a terrible game to complete <laughs> in Stardew Valley, but But I want to do all the things. I want to master things. I want to do a thing over and over and over again until it's perfect, kind of, mm-hmm. I mean, to an extent. Yeah. And so um, you too. are not that way. And so you petered out on Animal Crossing yeah. and you're a terrible friend. <laughs> anyway, um, so Matt gave me Stardew Valley and Bubba, I didn't play the Switch at all until that happened. And all of a sudden, you know, you handed me the switch and it was like, it was like handing your kid something they don't know what it is on Christmas and being like, figure it out. And you just sit back and you enjoy the wonder of curiosity and discovery. And, you know, until that moment when you're like, I want to play the switch. And I was like, no, (laughs) I am playing the switch right now. Seriously considered buying another switch so that I could play the games that I wanted to play. Because I really, I really enjoyed it. I think uh, recently somebody was asking, they're like, what's the deal with Stardew Valley? That's Just a solid like that. Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> Proud of you. Um, and like, why should I buy this? I don't know. People talk a lot about it. And I was like, well, let me tell you <laughs> all of the reasons why you should love this game. Um, there's just so much going on. And I think I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. Like it's a farm simulator. Okay, it is a farm simulator, but that's not all there is to it. There's mining and fishing and uh, friendships and relationships. You can get married in that game. You can have kids in that game. You so got like, married. I did to a character named Harvey. Harvey, who was a is bit of my boo. He was a bit of a wino. <laughs> for being real, no, he doesn't have to be. You can. <sighs> he also enjoys coffee. But wine was just easier for me to make. <laughs> and so, 
So every time I saw him, I delivered some really wonderful ancient fruits wine, which is the good stuff. Hey, yo. Because if you give them really good things, your relationship develops quicker. Uh, yeah. Jesus knew that. So anyway, yeah, he did. Well, right? and so to, to follow that just a little bit further, not only did you marry Harvey, but Harvey bears a striking resemblance to Matt Warmbier. <laughs> that has no Through no fault of his own. <laughs> that has nothing to do with anything. Just going to put it out there. No. Let it land. Well, I'm okay. I'm you fine. should have seen the other people you could marry. They're like. You are green. Really emo. Your character like, is green. And because you let Caleb or Naomi. Oh, you mean actually green. I was thinking green like young and new. And no, fresh. like the color. <laughs> the green. color green. I am green with purple hair. Yeah. Because one of our and children helped you. No. Nope. Oh, no. no. No, that, that was, was all you. Okay. Well, again, the wonderment of discovery. I think because so many times when I make an avatar for something, I want it to look exactly like me. Uh -huh. And this time I was like, you know what? I'm going to, you can be green. You let the devil you can know not You could today. be pink. You could be any color you want it to be. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be green. And nobody else is green in that game. Nope. Everybody else looks like actual people. There, there might be someone with green hair or blue hair, but not not green skin. Anyway, so yes, I it's like every time I feel like I have done something, there's another thing to do. Oh like, yeah. Oh, well now you can discover all the secret notes or you've completed the community center, you've like gotten all the collections of things. Like do you want your farm to be a beautiful farm and just visually interesting? Do you want it to be productive at every stage of the year? Do you want to just really make a lot of money so that you can buy all of the things? Mm -hmm. Do you want to have lots of animals? Animals take a lot of time away from your vegetable farming. You know, it's just there's a bunch of stuff. You can, you can travel outside of Stardew Valley and you can go to the Skull Caverns where there are lots of bad guys and I still have not gotten to the 100th level. That is my one of my one of my goals. You can only do that in the winter time when there's nothing else to do. Right. Otherwise it's a waste of time. So, anyway, um uh yeah, I started spending a lot of I think I have over 200 hours in it. A lot over of hours. A couple of years. So, um I don't know, at certain points I have played more of it than others um kind of while you're gone a lot of times I would get more hours in there because like what else am I gonna do after the kids have gone to bed place play Stardew Valley yeah if I were gone on a trip and I took the switch with me which this is the thing Rude. this is a thing that I used to do like I would Rude. take it kind of precautionary like just in case I was gonna play something and I found that I never ever played it I didn't even take it out of the the case so but I would get a text or a call or a FaceTime message or whatever and say, hey, did you, did you take the switch <laughs> from my wife? Not yeah. from my kids, from my wife, because she wanted to play Stardew Valley. And basically no other games. I, uh, you know, yeah. I delved into Pokemon Go a bit, but Stardew may be Pokemon my, Go is my on first phone, and only I, Switch love. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. That's what you're talking about. And then like you're playing Pokemon mm -mm. Shield. I didn't play Let's Go Pikachu at I all. I thought you played nope. Let's Go. Zero, none. That's why I didn't get Pikachu in. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, Pokemon Shield. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, I don't know. I just like it. And I kind of had to, especially seeing the amount of time poured into it, 
ask myself some questions about my the way I was spending my time. Is this too much? Um, were you what seeing, do I gain from it? Were you seeing an ROI, like a return on investment of your right, time? Right, because, because as I have mentioned, I really enjoy sewing. I like to sew. It's true. And it feels, I've told people this, um, at a time in my life when I feel like almost nothing I do is productive because it's all centered around educating children. Not that that's not productive, but I'm not Sometimes yielding the return on it other. at this point in time. Yeah. Um, doing laundry, doing dishes, like that is my life most of the time. And those things, the moment you think you're done with them, there's another load to be done or another dish or whatever. It's and like so, the stardew of real life. There's always another thing to do. Yes. Well, so sewing, I can put however many hours into something and then have something yeah. at the end of it. And that feels good. It feels good to me to feel like I have accomplished something and I have something to show for it. And with video games, you don't always have that. That's um, true. And so this kind of idea of productivity versus just enjoying something just for the enjoyment that you get out of it. You know, something, we're not talking about any controversial things here, people. No. Just something simple, you know. Um, yeah, we, I mean, like with Love Thy Nerd, we've mentioned before that the things that we do are really centered, not centered around, but it's, it's almost like it's a byproduct of. It's like we are really trying to help people find the good and the beautiful in the media that they consume. So saying, oh, hey, well, I'm just going to spend all my time, I'm going to spend 200 plus hours playing Stardew, rather than coming to you and saying, Anna, you're wasting your life away. I can look at that and I can say, I, here, I can tell you all of you these conversations. You never said that to me. I won't. I've actually, I fought against it for you. Did you? <laughs> well, when you, you were telling me, oh, I'm t I, I, I should be doing anything else. And I'm like, you need to just not do anything else. Sit back and just play Stardew. Just enjoy your time in the valley. And so I fought in for that for you. <laughs> in the, val the valley. The valley, yeah. Um, well, and I think that people find way, their own ways to do that. I think that we cast a lot of shade mm -hmm. on video game players, which yeah. we talked about this a little bit last episode. But, you know, people take bubble baths and just sit for a minute. Or, I don't know, people do a lot of things. Reading. Yoga. Reading. I like to put reading on the chop block. I nominate <laughs> reading. Because, like, for me, and if you read, great. I say if you read. I'm not a huge reader. Audible is the best thing that's ever happened in the history. Uh, besides me. I was your Audible you were, for well, a long time. I mean, you were Audible before and I, Audible I was like cool. I being your Audible. And, I, mean, I love so, reading out loud. So, like, if you, if you love reading, that's really cool. But think about how much time you might spend reading a book. I can tell you because Audible tells you how long a book is. Ah, you know, mm -hmm. like you might spend, you know, you know, eight or so hours reading a book or right. longer. So, so, the, so it's like, is that any, we tell ourselves it's better because it's reading. Is it actually more valuable to spend eight hours reading a fantasy novel? Sure. Than a than playing a fantasy video game, it might with a rich be. story. It might be for some people, but right. like for some people, playing Stardew Valley or 
playing a different game, maybe World of Warcraft, or what, I'm trying to think of like you know Skyrim, some of these more open world games, um, even Breath of the Wild, the new newest Legend of Zelda that we'll talk about in the next segment, like these games that can have an end question mark, but at the same time are completely open ended, mm-hmm. and you can go and do almost anything that you want, even mm-hmm. after you finish the game. Stardew Valley. Star- okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we've mentioned Stardew Valley yet, but even after the game is quote unquote over, it's not over. Like you can still spend time in the world. You can still enjoy the things around you and explore and do all sorts of stuff. Or some of them have um, social things. Oh yeah. Like that's, that's one of the things in Stardew that I haven't done is like, I'm, I'm making lots of money right now. Um, I have not really gone into the multiplayer aspect of Stardew, which is a thing now. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Not one second have I put into that, but I could be building houses, you know, and I don't know, all these other things. And I don't think that you will. <laughs> That's just not. Because it's my own little safe space. It's not your space. jam. Yeah, it's just not your jam. And that's okay. I, I really appreciated about Stardew, and I asked you in the very beginning, do I have to have friends to play this game? <laughs> Because it drove me crazy with a lot of the other things I enjoyed. You had to send out a billion friend requests and you had to harass people and be sending each other gifts every day to actually get anywhere in the game. And that was just not, I don't want my gaming experience to be like a multi-level marketing scheme. And it drove me crazy. You're making me want to go farm some papayas right now. And you were like, no, you can play this all on your own. And I loved that, Mm -hmm. which is weird because I am very social, very social yeah um and i just wanted to have my own little place where Mm -hmm. i wasn't you know worrying about things i want to come back to the reading thing though as we're kind of getting ready for a break sure this is a safe space yes can you read is that why you can i read books is it that you can't read oh um i'm i have notes in front of me i can read (laughs) i mean i'm i'm again i'm an adequate reader i I'm teaching several people to read, and I could teach you as well. Uh, I'm Dees. I mean, I, I don't like to read, mainly because I'm, I'm a visual bro. Like, I love, I'm not one of those guys that's necessarily going to say the book was better. Not, I don't, did we, you asked me a question, I'm answering the question. Mm. Because I, I don't. I'm not going to let things take over and say, oh, well, that, you know, that person didn't look the way that I felt like they were supposed to look because the book, yada, 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 yada. I'm talking to you, Pa, in Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> no, thank you. I thought you were going to go white orc that's, from The Hobbit. That's completely different because that's, stop it. Well, so here again, like, I am able to, specifically with like books versus movies and stuff like that, I'm able to separate them because- I'm a nerd and not all nerds can do this, but this is, I hope this helps somebody, one of our listeners, maybe even you, Anna, I hope it helps you here. I'm fine. Because, are you? Because when you're reading comic books, they restart all the time. Sure. They have so many different timelines or continuity so errors. you have to be open to something Things weird are gonna happening change. or something different. Superman is going to become a bad sure. guy. Like you have to be ready for stuff like that to happen. Captain America is going to join Hydra. Like, you have to be ready for things like this to happen in comic books. But I can never be ready for Pa to not have a beard. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's、There's、the wrong timeline. Nothing can prepare me for that. What you, what you saw on on the television was from Earth Two. Okay, <laughs> it's a different continuity. But that's kind of how I look at it, and I'm like, okay, this this allows me to not know what's going to happen at every turn. It allows me to be surprised. It allows me to possibly enjoy it even more because it's more of the thing that I already love. Well, and it's interesting because the same writers don't work on comic books. No, you know they have their stints, and then and somebody new comes in. Where if you're looking at J.R.R. Tolkien or、mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis or、um, J.K. Rowling, it's like that person. It is their world. Yeah, it is their world that they created, and so. I think you become you fall in love with that world,、sure. and then when somebody else speaks their creative piece into it, oh, there's a green fog of envy. You're like, no, Voyage <laughs> of the Dawn Treader. There was no <laughs> green envy fog. What? Get out of here with that. That's not part of it. I feel like, and I feel like this with Anne with an E on Netflix. Huge beef with that. Yeah, this is very off topic, but a little bit. You、yeah. can't hijack someone's world. Hijack someone's character in classic literature that people have loved for decades, and be like, "I'm just gonna write my own thing." No, write your own But story. I'm telling you, that, write it yourself. I'm telling you that you can, and it happens in comic books、no. every single day. I, I cannot tell. We you, will never agree. I cannot tell you how many different trains of thought and like continuity Batman has been on. But people、All、still do、map. get mad about this, and I example one Star Wars, and the recent just everybody fights about it all the time. And that's why I'm trying to help people understand. Like, look, if it goes in a different direction, just enjoy the ride, or vote with your money, and don't watch, or don't read, or don't do whatever. I will tossing logs into the dumpster fire. That is conversation <laughs> about these things. Anyway.、Um, Just kind of trying to bring it all back under under this. We're talking today about video games and like massive amounts of time spent in them. Yes. And how I'm not going to say it's always good, but it's also not always bad. We're not speaking in superlatives, always and nevers. What we are doing, we're talking about being intentional. Absolutely. With the amount of time that you pour into them. Absolutely, we are. So we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back at the top of the hour. And when we come back, we're gonna tell you about how to maybe practice Sabbath in video games. So stay tuned right here to Backrow Radio. Church nerds, and if you're just now joining us, Anna and I are talking right now about how to practice Sabbath with a gaming mindset. So, specifically speaking, or how to practice gaming with a, with a Sabbath, Sabbath mindset. We jinx. I don't jinx me on this show.、Um, not in front of my friends. So, we want to really kind of talk at, with, with like gaming as a shelter or like a processing place. For the things that go on around us, and I think that a lot of times, that's a 
good way for us to to start practicing Sabbath. Now, everything's not going to be a one-to-one, so please don't hear us say that, but these are, these are more principles rather than hard, fast rules. Mm-hmm. I think there are, so again, this is sort of recategorizing, and I have been through all of this process. I am still going through this process of recategorizing healthy video game playing versus escapism. Right. Um, what is a waste of time? What is not a waste of time? What's worth spending your mental space on and what's not? Um, because I think I grew up kind of thinking it was all bad. Sure. And I think there are a lot of people that everybody loves to hate on video games and that is still tr- tr- true today. Yeah. Um, not everybody. Some people do. So um, I think once really it was um, when you started becoming involved with game church. Yeah. Um, I started learning about just it, Drew Dixon, um, who is another of the founders at Love Thy Nerd. You guys are chief. He's, he's in charge of nerd. yeah content and this like creative content. And he is a deep thinker. And he is into unpacking everything oh, about yeah. a game and an experience and what's good about it and what's not good about it. Um, kind of how to find the redeeming value in it. Because I think as believers, I love to talk about the Imago Day. If yeah. we can go like the image of God, really just deep Christian here um, that there's it was broken. In, in the garden with the fall, but I, but we were, but we were created in the image of God. And there are certain things about human beings that inherently, you know, we just, we want to reflect our creator. That's like a natural thing. And so you'll find little pockets of good, beautiful things in the art that we create. And, um, and so being able to talk to somebody when you find one of those things and Bring it back and be like, do you know why that's there? Do you know why that appeals to you? And to have that conversation and that that can happen a lot in games because games are not just, it's not Pong anymore. No. They are deep, many of them, not all of them, but there are games that are deeply story driven, games that are um, discussing really heavy concepts and trying to get you to think hard and critically or differently about things like mental health. Oh yeah. Like war, like um cancer, yeah. and um chronic diseases. Yeah, there's there's a game out there. Um it's several years old and we with Game Church had the opportunity to really get to know the developers of this game. The game's name is That Dragon Cancer. You can get it on a lot of platforms. I don't know if it's out on uh, consoles or not, but you can get it on Steam if you're on PC, and you can also get it on your phone on if you have an Apple Apple device. You can get it through the App Store. It's called That Dragon Cancer, and basically what it is is it you you get to travel with the the developers Ryan and Amy Green, and you get to watch them as they process the death of their son Joel. And Which was real life. It's a real life thing that happened. happened. And it was happening as they were creating the game. So they, they created this game as a way to journal his life and to journal what they, what they didn't hope would be the end of his journey. 
But if it, if it was, and it ended up being, being that, if it was, they wanted to have that documented. And in the same way, they wanted other people to be able to know about that and to, to not experience it, but to be, to be less sympathetic and more empathetic and to be able to, to walk hand in hand with them. And uh, people that were playing this game and like demoing it at shows, I mean, they're bawling their eyes out. What, what was that documentary that was done about them and the creation of that game? I will look it up. Uh, um, we can link it. Yeah. It, I, so I didn't, I've never played the game. But we watched that documentary. It was great. Um, and I think it, it is awesome because they because Ryan and Amy are believers. And so yeah. thank you this for playing. is thank you for playing. Yeah. Okay. So this is they you know, they're being followed and they're kind of like the, realizing that um death is not necessarily hopeless mm -hmm. and those kinds of things. Um you get to hear their story and yeah. that's part of what the game is about as well. Yeah, but so it's, the, the, it's doc, about the doc and the game are actually being filmed and created like simultaneously, like alongside yes. of each other. Yes. So in, in some of it, you, you see Joel. Yes. In the game, you hear Joel and you mm -hmm. get to go with them to their, you know, chemo appointments and stuff like that. And, and you really they really kind of draw the attention to this this dragon that is cancer that just consumes without care. And I think, I mean, I, I would recommend the documentary. I trigger warning people. I mm -hmm. mean, it it was hard. It was hard to watch. Watch, have lots and lots of Kleenex nearby. Like a baby. And maybe be ready for Balls a little like bit a of baby. a sleepless night because it just makes you think and it makes you... I'm, you know, it, you're grieving with them. You grieve with them. Um, but those are the kinds of things that you can experience. In a game. In a video game. A game, a quote unquote game. I think because we, again, this is all about recategorizing what it means, what gaming is. Yeah. That a game is not just a time suck and it is not just, it's not always fun. No, I mean, sense? that's 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 the whole thing that we have to separate things is like if you are playing an experience that a developer has created for you to truly experience X, Y or Z, then there will be gaming elements in it because you are still having to to play, whether you're playing what we call like walking simulators like Life is Strange or Walking Dead Telltale series or, you know, whatever you're making, you know, slight changes, chances and stuff like that and you're point and click and all that stuff. But if you're controlling a character and moving through and interacting with the world, there have to be gameplay elements because when you're playing a game, the way that it's different than reading a book or watching a movie is that you are the character. It's an experiential like medium. Like you become a part of the story you're not following along as somebody else does something. You're not sitting on the outside. You move from a third-person view to a first-person view, even if the game is a third-person game or whatever, but you are the character roaming through, making the experiences, going over and interacting with Joel or you know, riding a cart around you know, the halls of the hospital or you know, 
tickling him so that he laughs or catching him as he comes down a slide. Like you become a part of what's happening. And in that way, it affects you so much more deeply because you become a part of the story. No longer are you an outsider that something's happening to. You're now invested in whatever it is that's going on. And the same thing is true of a lot of games that you might think are just absolutely stupid. But why could somebody get so invested in a game like Metal Gear Solid or whatever? Well, it's because you've spent the past 15 to 20 hours as that character in that world. You, know, you, be, you become heavily invested in the things that are going on, not just watching it, not just you know stepping back, but you are the one that are making the decisions. And a lot of these games give you the opportunity to choose what side of the coin you want to be on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that as we as we realize these things that knowing all of that can affect the way that we treat video games as being valuable or not yeah. being worth our time or not. And so, and we've talked about, so what you were trying to get me to do with Stardew Valley though, I had considered video games basically a waste of time. Sure. And you wanted me to value just a little bit of being still. Um, and just sitting on a couch for a while, a while because I don't do that very much. No. Um, I, it's like to, if I sit on a couch, that means everything's screaming at me that it needs to be done. And I just feel guilt and I feel shame and I feel all of these things. And you are like, let those things go, put them away and just be there for just a moment. And, um, that we as humans need to do that. And so the Stardew Valley for me was an outlet for that. Sure. It doesn't have to be Stardew. Um, it could be, uh, you know, it could be anything. Like I said, it could be bubble that's or it could be working yeah. out or it could be, you know, different people have their different places for that. Um, but this maybe seeing this as a valid way to do that as a valid place to find. So people are created to need that kind of space. Um, in the Sabbath. That's right. that's part of what Sabbath is. Um, now we in church culture have made Sabbath kind of a different thing. Right. Sabbath is the Lord's day, which means you have to go to church, be there by nine, depending on what denomination you are, be there sometimes until 2 p.m. and then back a for evening later, service. Yeah. And we saw that a lot happening in like, you know, early America. Um <laughs> Those people would spend all day long at church, all yeah. day long on Sunday at church. And there are still people that, that do that. And if you're, if you're part of a congregation that's there all day, no shade thrown. No. We're just like kind of drawing a line. But maybe the two. A, a, I don't want to call it a, like a reimagining of what Sabbath is, but, but that we have put a box around what counts as Sabbath and what doesn't. Sure. And there were some people who did that in the Bible. We read about that yep. in the book of Mark where um, <laughs> the disciples, they're walking around on Sabbath and they're just, they're hungry. And there was a, a caveat in, in Leviticus that you could, if you're in a field and you're feeling hungry, you can eat some of that stuff. And so they were, they were doing that. And then people started freaking out about that. And because apparently that was work you're harvesting. Yeah. So you got to stop that. And Jesus turns it all around on them and is like, you are completely, you've turned this into a rule. Yeah. You would rather we follow. starve 
then pick the grain and eat it. And so you have Sabbath backwards. You're thinking that we were created for Sabbath, but actually Sabbath was created for man. Um, so you can find that in Mark 2, 27 and 28. Or 28? What? 28? 28, um, yeah. And he, he talks about, Jesus talks about, you know, David, like back in Old Testament, David in the temple and eating the bread of the presence, which was something that you didn't do. And God did not smite him nope. for that, even though that bread was really special. Yeah. Um, it is Sabbath. We're commanded to do it. It's my belief that actually we don't practice intentional Sabbath enough in we've the American had, we've church. We've had that conversation a lot. Right. You and um, I, yeah. Because it's actually a commandment. And if you are not creating intentional space for that, it's sin. Yeah. And I don't know how else to say that, but it's, it is important for your well-being physically and it's important for your well-being spiritually to do that the question is though you know as far as intentionality the sabbath belongs to the lord and it's holy so what can you do or what can you not do what counts as sabbath do we have to be sitting and reading our bible all day on whatever day is sabbath for you which i don't believe is tied to a certain day but you know um, I don't know. Ultimately, where Anne and I fall on this, and again, this is just huge asterisk and you know heavy quotations and all this stuff. We already said that we don't think it's tied to a certain day. Um, we already go to church on a different day than what was normally the Lord's Day. Uh, it used to be Saturday. Now we've moved it to Sunday, and that's fine because again. I don't the think day that it, doesn't matter. I, I think that what, what does matter is that you set something apart. And for a long time, I told you, you know, I've got over a decade's worth of experience on church staff. For a long time, Anna and I have said, Sunday is not our Sabbath. That is the workiest day that has ever existed in the history of time. And so we tried to force a Sabbath out of it. But we would be up so early, we would run so ragged, then we'd be, you know, short with the kids or short with each other, or mm-hmm. we would, you know, neglect other things that needed to to happen. Or it was just it's kind of a it's like a you set this expectation for what this day is going to be, and then it that is disappointed, and then suddenly you start to be Oh yeah. Not nice to people around you because selfishness. So <laughs> what we started doing was we started taking moments of sabbath and i'm not saying that those moments of sabbath are replacements for taking a a chunk of time but we started finding time to initiate sabbath and i say initiate because it is a very conscious thing that you have to do you have to step outside and be like a tree in the middle of a river that things are going to continue to move around you but i am going to stay as those things move around me mm-hmm. So what we found is that gaming is actually a really good way to do that. Do not hear us say that gaming is Sabbath because it, it's not a one-to-one. Inherently, no. It's not yeah, a one-to-one. Absolutely not. Um, you know, they are not mutually exclusive. But what we are saying is that you can find Sabbath and rest and spiritual relaxation and rejuvenation within, we're talking specifically today about video games. That you can find that because there are these these worlds and these experiences that exist in games that you can go into. Maybe you don't want to do something as heavy as that dragon cancer. 
that's fine. That's fine. I would not, not, not for Sabbath. I wouldn't I Sabbath would on that. No. no, that's a, that is work. That is an emotional experience. 100%. That is work. Um, but there are some games that are just created to be explored and relaxing. And actually, um, Matt, has a story about yep. uh, they they talk about um the breath of the wild yep. zelda game that came out they had their fifth baby and um i don't know any <laughs> babies just you know that phrase it's like baby a baby changes everything and you just have no idea how much that's true until it happens mm-hmm. you can't really and then it, you yeah, can't it just keeps happening really prepare everyone. yourself and for how much it's going to change because I actually was talking to a friend about this today. Okay. It doesn't just change your world. It changes you. Oh, yeah. And so... Do you remember that one time we said when we had Caleb and we were like, well, he's he's fitting in our life. We're not fitting into his. Mm -hmm. And we we drew Mm -hmm. the line in the sand. Um, And then he, at zero years old, changed all of that. Yep. Yep. I I recall that. I remember it. Anyway, it, it changed some of their relationship aspect because it was... You just can't do the same kinds of things with your time and you don't have energy for certain things. And, and so Matt, he played a lot of Breath of the Wild yep. and that was actually good for both of both them. Both of them. Aaron was very encouraging of him having that time yep. to do that. And that it was that they both found sanctuary in him being able to do that. And that blew my mind when yeah. I heard it because I think I um, often felt resentful mm-hmm. of time of time spent in video games because it meant time being spent away from me because um spoiler alert i am needy Ooh-wee. i am a needy person a little bit yeah <laughs> we I say love you so much um high maintenance high reward so <laughs> i i just i do i expect a lot emotionally and time wise yeah. and things like that um and so the thought of being like you know what it would be best for both of us if you <laughs> If you have a place to go and a thing to do and something right. that kind of rejuvenates you um, because you're both running ragged yeah. at that point. Um, it's also a, like just side note. Uh, we Anna said this in previous shows that we are not counselors. We're not licensed no, practitioner counselors or anything like that. Not at um, all. But we can kind of give you a little bit of advice. Um, this is not always going to work in your relationship. No. Um, this is more like, um, I won't say the latter years of your relationship, but it does not work the same way in the early years <laughs> because uh, we, we experienced this in our relationship that it was, you just, even if you didn't want to, you had to be around each other all the time. Even if you didn't want to, you just had to because- <laughs> Well, now we're married. We're kind of tied to each other. And if I want to go do my own thing, that's probably a sin, right? Like, I can't have a that thing may, that I want to do. That may be different relationship to relationship. Yeah. I don't know. But I look at, you know, specifically with Matt and Aaron, and they'd been married for a hot minute. And so, like, they understood, okay, this is probably the best. Not that I don't want to be around you, but this is probably the best. I need time with Penny and, you know... You need to be doing something, so why not give you something that you enjoy and will find life and you know fulfillment from? And so, like that's what that game was allowed to be for him. And even if you don't find yourself in a situation where you're having a kid or anything like that, 
Um, we actually have an article on our website that uh, the aforementioned Drew Dixon, the lovely, lovely Drew Dixon. The has, also, also lovely. Also, also lovely. I have also, he can have also, also. Also as well. Um, uh, it's called Play as Rest in the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And in that article, he goes on to just talk about like the beauty of exploration and the way that that game is just set up. It is visually pleasing. It's very aesthetically pleasing. It just, everything about it encourages you to go to the next area. And by next area, in that particular game, it's whatever you think the next area is. Mm -hmm. You can go straight to the end of the game if you want to, or you can spend you know the next 200 hours perusing Hyrule. Uh, and everything that there is in it. And like it just encourages so much exploration. And in this article, Drew kind of talks about like the joy that comes from that, the beauty that is in the world, and just being able to find something new, like the something that sparks inside of you when you figure out something like, hey, I can drop raw meat on Death Mountain and it'll cook it. Like something as simple as that is just like mind-blowingly awesome because you wouldn't have found that if you didn't accidentally do it or it's just that moment of discovery like those those endorphins that dopamine that is released in that moment and not everything is always just so like wow mind blowing you know it's just i'm going to get on a horse and i'm just going to ride around i have nothing else that i need to do till i can't no more till i can't no more you know and so like you just you get on and you just you go and you do a thing or you can get on for for 20 minutes at a time if you want and just do a short little thing or whatever like there's so much to be found just in the experiences alone in breath of the wild that's not even correlating it to oh this is this and this is this and this is like what we can find spiritually and scripturally in this game it's none of that it's just which those things have their time and place 100 for sure we're not discouraging away from that but I think that if you are talking about using games or media as a sh sheltering, processing, Sabbathy kind of place, are there things that are that lend themselves to that or yeah. don't? Like, are there things that maybe you you want to draw a line at and not like we were talking about? Can a Netflix binge be Sabbathy? The answer was it could be. That's your answer. My yes. answer, the answer I gave you, was that I believe, I truly wholeheartedly believe that a Netflix binge, which means you are just consuming a bunch. It means that at that point where Netflix says, are you still watching? You say, yes. Yeah, you power through. That's when you know you're in a binge. And so like <laughs> at exactly that, when, you know. when, when you're in that, can that be Sabbath? And I think that the answer is yes, or at least it can be can yes. Be. It's not a one-to-one. -one. But there might be things that you don't, if, because if we're being really intentional with this and we're realizing that rest time is holy time and we're actually seeking to honor the Lord in our rest, mm -hmm. there are things you don't want to do or consume right. during, that, during that. And I think that we need to be conscious of that because this all is about, like, think about the way that you don't want to think right now. Absolutely. You know, like intentionality is, it's the key. Yeah, you're going through, you're watching whatever it is that you're watching. Are you thinking critically and spiritually about the media that you're consuming? I'm not at all talking about shame culture right now, Christian or otherwise. 
But with whatever it is that you're consuming, are you thinking critically and spiritually about the things that you're consuming? Are you able to find the good or the bad in the things, differentiate between the two? Are you able to, you know, make spiritual, religious allegories where there may not have been them, but because we are all created in the Imago Dei, they exist in almost every form of media that we consume. So are you able to make those things? And that's what we want to help you do with Love Thy Nerd. And I hope that you would take time and peruse our, our website, read the content that we have, listen to you know, these and you know, other shows and podcasts that we have. Help, let, let us help you to better think critically and spiritually about the nerdy media and mediums that you use to take in information. Um, it's not going to be, like I said, a one-to-one all the time. But if we can help you in any way, please let us do so. And I think specifically with video games, and we brought up Netflix binges, I think that they can. I don't think we need to use those as an excuse to do them. And I don't think it should be the only way that you Sabbath. No, absolutely not. No, we, we don't do the same thing Mm-mm. every Sabbath. And I don't think it's because we have to com- continually be doing something different. Because, you know, even the angels in the throne room of God sing holy, holy, holy forever and ever. But Amen. variety is the spice of life. That's in the Bible, probably. <laughs> yep. Um, but, I mean, there... <clears throat> So let's 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 kind of as we start to wrap this up, let's let's look biblically at it, because I think that that's important, not to just to talk in the clouds, maybe a little. But let's let's look at what Scripture says about sabbathing intentionally. So what are what are some of the things that? Well, I mean, we talked about Mark two that that passage in Mark two. Mm-hmm. Um, Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the son of man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that's kind of a, it's a rethink and reframe. Be careful about the way that you do Sabbath, even if it's the most, <clears throat> the most Christian church sanctioned way. Sure. I think we need to, to evaluate it. Um, and that it is a command. This is a command and as valid of a command from the Lord as not murdering people mm-hmm. and as not bowing down to idols is remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. You need to do this. Um, Deuteronomy 5.12 says, observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you. Um, I thought that this was interesting in Leviticus 23.32, just the way that it... Um, is this the one? Oh, I'm sorry. No, in, De- in Deuteronomy it said, observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Yes. I think, I think a lot of times I've heard it observe the Sabbath and keep it holy. No, but this says you, do, you to, need to observe yeah. it to keep it holy. In Leviticus 23, 32, it says, um, let's talk about the Sabbath. It shall be to you a Sabbath of solemn rest. Solemn mm. rest. Um, which again, to me, implies that there does need to be an intentionality to it. Mm-hmm. You cannot just, I think that play is important. For, for Sabbath. Yeah. I don't think that just laying in your bed is Sabbath necessarily. I think it can be. But I personally I think, attack right now. No, no. I'm, yeah. not, I'm speaking more to the Levitical culture where they would like, you're not allowed to get up and, <laughs> right. and you can't like Drive punch your peg. pillow yeah. to make it more comfortable. You just have to lay there because it would be work. Um, just laying in bed is not 
rest and Sabbath enough, sometimes we need to let our minds wander. We need to play. We need to do those things. However, if it's going to be solemn rest, we just need to put thought into the way that we're going to do it and the way we're going to rest, the way we're going to express. I don't know. It's, and it's, um, it is humility and it's a, it's a yielding to us in this day and age Yeah, because we have a lot of demands on our time. Let me tell you, we've been in church world for a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's this way in the regular, the secular world as well. Mm-hmm. It is hard to put aside time. Oh yeah. Everything wants it. And uh, everything wants it. Our calendars are very full. School and work. And anything extra that you want to do requires a lot of us. And so you have to, observing the Sabbath means carving things out. It's like a first fruits situation. Yeah. We, we talk about it with our money where it's like, you're going to tithe and you need to give that tithe at the beginning. Don't give God the tail end scraps. You yeah. need to be careful. You need to give him the first fruits. And I would argue that your time. We do talk about tithing time, don't we? Your time. It's important yeah. that you... I I went through this when we're talking about like, you need to give God the first fruits of your day. And I think sometimes we feel like that means the first minutes of your day. Yeah. And I was trying to have quiet time. And then eventually I realized that is not the first fruits of my time because I am worthless yeah. on a thought level at that point in time. I cannot think, I cannot read, I cannot comprehend until I've had like a cup of coffee. Yeah. And so the first fruits of my time is actually those minutes when the coffee has kicked in uh, yep, and I can be present yeah, with the it's Lord. First fruits are the best. And so, yeah. and we do that, we have to do that with our calendar and we are trying and not always successful in practicing that ourselves yeah. where I'm like, let's find a day that's our home day for projects, in which case I can bring you all of the honeydews and we can do a thing. But then I need to know what's your day that you're resting and that I need to leave alone. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is that I found over the years that sometimes um, different kinds of work for me are rest. So if it's something that I'm not doing for, a, for my job, sometimes cutting the grass is rest for me. It's not always rest for me. <laughs> it depends on how much I've nagged for it. That's fair. But sometimes like getting out there, because I sit in front of a computer most of the time I'm, you know, editing video or producing podcasts or, you know, doing relational stuff with people. Like I'm, it's, I'm not really doing a whole lot to create things with my hands. And so if Have I get to sewing, absolutely not. Um, I'm not trying to sew. I know I will sew my hand. I am. A, You're not I'm, good at cutting out fabric. We tried that nope. one time. <clears throat> You'd I, the lines practice. move when I'm cutting. <laughs> But I've found that like if I can go outside, if I can do something with my hands, if I can build something, whether it's shoddy or not, it doesn't really matter. Like if I can just get out there and do something, a lot of times that will bring me rest. Satisfaction. And peace. And I'll be out there. I love my fire pit. That's that's it. That's the thing. <laughs> I will you can seriously watching wood burn is just I will go out there four hours. Although I was reading in Leviticus, it said you should not make fire on the Sabbath. Well, that's very legalistic of you, Anna. <laughs> I would be interested in reading a scholar's um, yeah. <laughs> unpacking of why that was so sinful. <laughs> it's Yeah, there's probably a huge reason. Yeah, culturally. But like, that's <clears throat> one of the things that I do that just brings me rest. And Anna, you can, you can verify this. Like if 
hey, we're going to roast marshmallows. That means I'm going to be out there at three mm-hmm. so that we can roast marshmallows over at the coals 530 at 530 or, or, or six as the sun's going down, you know, kind of a deal. And of course, that's not fun for my kids because they want to open it over the, they want to roast over the big flames. But I'm like, no, like here's, this is the best way to experience this is to roast over the coals. And, but like even all that time, all of that time spent out there for me is rest, but it's work because you have to tend to the fire. You have to make sure that you have enough heat on there. You have to spread the coals out. You've got to stoke it. You got to do all sorts of stuff. But to me, like that's my me time is out there with that fire pit. Maybe the why it's okay for you and it wasn't okay for the Israelites is because you get to make a fire and they had to make a fire because survival reasons. Yeah, so if somebody is like, hey, uh, I know it's your day off. Um, I need need you to edit this podcast for me. (laughs) Could I not? That'd be great. Or, hey, I need you to, you know, create this thing or I need you to do this marketing thing for me. Like, uh, this is my day off. And I get real mad. (laughs) I get real mad when I have set Sabbath time away. And then if I'm working on that, on that day, and I'm doing something that I don't want to do at all, your boy is real mad about it. Like, you're not very how angry. we say very nice to mm, people. No, in any language. None. And so now I'm legit super all the way sinning, forward yeah. sinning um, on my Sabbath day um, where I'm trying. That day is supposed to be set apart. You know, to keep it holy holy. for the Lord. Like, but I'm doing the opposite because I've been drug in to do this other thing. Solemn rest turned into something else. Yeah. I hope that this helped you guys in some way, shape or form to kind of understand just where video games can fit in your life and how they can be, you know, on the inside or the outside of Sabbath. Because really, if, if you, if it's not honoring to God, then it's not going to be applicable to sabbath Mm -hmm. so exactly yeah again that's there there is not a one-to-one on the things that could or could not be you know there are some things that are very far on the outside and some things that are very far on the inside but we'll kind of leave you to figure those out within your context and within your your either personal context or your family style or whatever it is um but we just want to help you understand that games can play a part in either helping you process things on the front end or the back end, whether it's, you know, all the stuff that's going on um, in Wuhan with the, you know, coronavirus and all that stuff, or whether it's just something like you're dealing with the death of a family member. Um, there are there are games out there that will help you process both of those things. And on the back side of it, there are games out there that will just let you breathe and not have to worry about, you know, the TPS reports that you got to get done or the rundown that your boss is looking for or anything like. What's a rundown? You you got that rundown for me? (laughs) Charles Minor. That was an office joke. If you guys don't watch The Office, (laughs) you're going to hate this show. Um, (laughs) But, you know, like there are games and we talk specifically, specifically, I'm sorry, about video games today, but there are tabletop experiences that will Mm -hmm. also allow you to do that. But we wanted to take a time I take some time and kind of step back from tabletop, which is easy for me. Like that's my bread and butter. And dive into video games because those are usually the time sinks. Your World of Warcrafts, your, um, you know, deep, you know, uh, story driven stuff like we talked about Legend of Zelda or your Stardew Valleys or all these other games that are out there. We just wanted to kind of let you guys see what they could mean to you and for your spiritual health. 
Well, hey, don't go anywhere. On that note, we're going to take another short break. And when we come back, we're going to have our nerdy recommendation for the week. So kick back and enjoy some of those super sweet nostalgic tunes right here on Back Row Radio. the show today we have a nerdy recommendation that's pretty close to us near and dear well to me to us how dare you so I'm... one of my besties her name is julian jamar julian with an e like Anne with an e but not at the end <laughs> julian j u l i e n um anyway like she's an author with an e yeah she is an author she writes fantasy fiction i guess all fantasy would be fiction that's fair um she actually it's really exciting she has already come out with the first two um in a three-part series called the chronicles of lashai uh the first was the namariel the second is the fontre and she will be coming out with a new one may 1st called the kingdom um and I don't know I I just mostly I love her it's and good it's read. exciting it's it is it's a good book good couple good books serious yeah and um you should check it out um it's it does um have some correlations like faith tie in mm-hmm. tie ins um because she is a believer yep. and so you can't really like again the imago day like how you gonna know right so there is a you know god deity you know like mm-hmm. jehovah like deity yep um in this world um and but it's not overbearing like it if is that's, not if it's not your jam um i don't know why you're listening to this show if it's not but <laughs> that's but true maybe it's not or you want to get a friend to, to read it or whatever it's it's akin to a lord of the rings or a yeah, chronicles of abso- narnia yes absolutely much like that um, so she does have a website, www.julianjamar, J-U-L-I-E-N-J-A-M-A-R.com. Um, so she posts, um, you know, there's purchasing information there, obviously, yep. but there's some updates. You can link to her blog where you get to follow all of her shenanigans. She has five kids and she is writing, yeah. um, and she homeschools. And she does lots of interesting things. They just have a very interesting life. They're making a I think. schoolie right now. They're making a schoolie. They're going to live on a school bus part time with their five children, and they're going to tour the yeah. United, the continental United States. Absolutely. Um, because they are cool like that, and they just live a way that I could not. So, get it out of your head, stall cup. I am not living on a school bus. I feel like you brought that up the other day, and I scolded well, you. Well, I did. A little bit because as we're, you know, it's a different conversation, but we're looking at um, being fully funded support wise yeah. and we're and being able to travel to shows and things. And I was like, what if we just did what some of our friends are doing and we live in an Airstream or on a school bus or something. So our home has wheels and we can just not mobile home wheels, but like actual like mobile wheels and an engine. Yeah. Yeah. And um, basically our Viet. Yeah. And we decided well, I, I very adamantly decided she that. She said no. No. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, all that to say, that's our recommendation 
uh, the Chronicles of Lashai. They're fun. They're fun the reads, Numeri. man. They're they're really great books. I I told her I made a point because you know it's like, hey, this is my friend, right? I'll check out your little book and <laughs> I'll read it. And, and you then, didn't take it seriously until you read it. Yeah. Well, again, I had Anna Audible um, yep. read it to me, and so, but what I what I found was that it was like good. And I told her that. I was like, hey, your book is surprisingly good. Which, <laughs> she was like, thank you. Yeah, weird way to, to lead. But I was like, no, I just need you to know, like, I liked your book. Like, I thought it was great. If you had not been my friend and I somehow stumbled upon it, I would have still liked your book. Like, it was just a good read. So I will say, um, while we compared it to the Chronicles of Narnia and stuff, it's a little bit of an older read. Yeah. You're not going to want to read this to your six-year-old because hmm. there are some themes because it deals with a little bit of darkness. It's and, not a kid's book. Um, the world is icky and yeah. sin is icky, and it doesn't go into graphic details not, about those things. But yeah. there are some things that, if we're going to address sin and we're going to, if if the world needs to rede- be redeemed, we need to know what it is being redeemed from. Yeah. Um. And so some of that comes up in the book. So, um. I would say older, uh, high school, yeah, maybe teenage. Um, could start reading it. But obviously, you are or parents read it to your and you need to know. preview yeah. your literature and media for your children. Maybe be responsible. Maybe you y'all. have the kind of family that you can read it to your unborn kid. I don't know. But it's there's no you. like swearing or nah. graphic, you know. It's not rated S- M for mature. It is not. No. It's just it deals with some some themes. So. Uh, but anyway, it's great. And you guys should check it out. Again, that's uh, julianjamar.com for all sorts of stuff. She's even got some videos on there that talk a little bit about the book. And if you mm-hmm. go and you get it on Amazon, hey, do us a big favor. Go to smile.amazon.com and choose Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice. That's just a small way for you guys to support what we do at Love Thy Nerd without it really costing you anything Mm -hmm. extra at all. And also, you get a great book or a great series of books out of it as well. Nothing is taken from her. Just a little bit extra is given to Love Thy Nerd. Uh, Be sure to check us out online at lovethynerd.com for amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show and our other podcasts and videos. If you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, please visit lovethynerd.com slash give. We are qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization. Nonprofit this week, yep. Yes, your gifts are tax deductible. (laughs) You can also find us on social media at lovethynerd on all major platforms and as always right here on Back Row Radio each and every Friday morning. And once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. We'll catch you next week on another episode of Church Nerds. And as always, if no one else tells you this today, I promise you that it's true that Jesus loves you nerds.